Welcome to another episode of Ran Out of Talent. I'm your host, Joe Zer Jr., and with me is my co-host, Ryan Greening. How's it going tonight, Ryan? Hey, Joe. Can't help but notice that was a really drawn-out welcome. Were you, were you stumbling on that word, or what was going on there? I was on a podcast before this, so I was just checking my levels for the first time. Yeah, I did that. <laughs> welcome. And it did redline. I had to turn it down a bit. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Bouncing I, off the rev limiter. Well, yeah, and I'm mush mouth again. I got punched in the mouth pretty good today, but it's not as bad as it was a couple episodes ago. I would imagine you had it coming. Yeah, you know, that's what happens when you don't keep your fucking hands up. <sighs> so you're a glutton for punishment, Joe. I am. So you're still pulling up results. So I'm gonna do I a, am. I'm gonna do a beginner segment. Because I had one for this week. It is Tim Smith and TSR Speed Shop inspired. And I heard this from Tim Smith the first time. You're when a person is new, don't be a meteor. You know what you know what I mean? And I think I've said it on this podcast before too. Yeah, a lot of people come in and they're like, Oh, I can make this change in the RC world and that change and this change and it's they think they're doing well and it's so short-sighted and then they load themselves up with sponsors and then all of a sudden you see they're not getting results that they think they should be getting and then they get pissed off and they leave the RC community when they quit worse off than when they came in yeah so what I suggest to do is enjoy the hobby, kind of be a fly on the wall. You know, I mean, I always have thoughts and I bring them up as slight suggestions like dollar hobbies. They're going to start some Friday night off road. It's a group. Yeah, it's a great idea. Unfortunately, I'm probably unable to attend, but you know, it's still a great idea. And I just slid out, hey, you know, why don't you guys try a Tuesday out? That is a weeknight I can do. And they're like, we've tried weekday races before, and they're not consistent. Makes plenty of sense. Well, I've seen a lot of new guys go, I can only do Tuesday. Why don't you race Tuesday? Kind of like enforcing their situation. Trying to make an impact when they're only a year or two in. It's a little frustrating. Oh, I don't care how many years you're in, um, you your schedule doesn't matter all that much to the overall grand scheme of RC. And when I say your, I'm talking exactly you know, everybody. That's why I think Friday nights is a great thing, even though unfortunately well, matters is the majority. Yeah. And what I what I like that you didn't do, and that I do see other people do, is they get up, they start complaining. Well, we can't do Friday night or Tuesday night or whatever night you're talking about. It's like, nobody cares, man. Exactly. I get it. You care. That sucks. But in general, people can make it happen. There have been Friday night races for a long time, very successfully at MMR. Right. And people love it. That's the only thing I'm kind of like, are you kind of stepping on toes right now? But Eh. that's it. If you look, it's competition, man. If you look at what's going on over there, 
you know, Andrew's not trying to pack that house right now. No, you're right about that. He's very serious about the COVID situation. Yep. yep. And yeah, he's not, he, you got to pre-register if you want to race on a Friday, which is and they are on completely opposite sides of town. Right. Like they are, while only being. 30 miles or whatever they are from each other they might as well be on the other side of the earth at five o'clock on a friday oh dude i used to do on road at mmr on a wednesday i get home at 245 i haul ass i shower i pack my car <laughs> and if it's after 345 i'm like god damn it because i know i'm gonna be stuck <laughs> yeah. on that 394 uh 169 traffic because there's that you know, I take 169 to MMR, and you know, you know, there's going to be that attract because it's just a horrible design, and it's like, ugh. I'd rather sit in the parking lot for 20 minutes waiting for Andrew to open up the doors than to be stuck in that traffic. Yep. So, so which results do you want to start out with? I mean, we had MNRC, we had. Did yes, you had the yep. you called the MNRC finale up at uh, Moto City Raceway in yep. Staples, Minnesota. Uh, it's it's a guaranteed round because it's right. a covered building. Uh, did just uh, yeah, give us your your thoughts, highlights, uh, any gossip that you got from there. Um, so I Kyle Holmberg designed the track. He did a very good job. The Brainerd guys built the track, and the track rubbered up like you wouldn't believe. It looked like the prep was all time. It was. It's like they took they took extra days. They packed it a couple extra times. They watered it a couple extra times. They might have put a bag or two extra of calcium down. I'm not sure. I ain't asked to be honest. Yep. But there's only one. Sp- one little spot that got blown out that everybody dealt with just fine for the most part. Yeah, I'm totally fine with that. Yeah. Um, also, there's um, a hole. I don't even call it blowing out because I like the, I like the situation. There was a hole coming up kind of on the straightaway, uh, the corner before the straightaway, if you can call it the straightaway. So let's say the corner before pit road, and it was directly in the middle of the track. So it made you choose a line. Because if you hit that hole, you were just eating shit. It was a big hole. But if you went to the outside or the inside, and it was there was enough room on the inside and there was plenty of room on the outside to make a move. So it was really good. So I brought tires for you because I thought you were gonna come, but you're like it was it's gonna be too cold. Guess what? You weren't wrong. It was so cold. (laughs) <laughs> it was so cold up there because I did end up. I I had to go to Brainerd regardless. Yes, I I bought some uh, BMX racing parts and that you use this the, weekend. The the weird the weird way that things work out with one of my accounts is it has to ship to Brainerd. Okay. So. Yeah. So, um, I gave those tires to Sam Savakul because by oh, main he put those to good use. Oh, he did because by main day. If actually by round three, if you didn't have like a bar tire, man, it, it didn't even seem like a standard pin tire gripped. Although another anecdote, um, from what I heard, Wiggins had a slide lock and a clay compound. 
Slide lock? Yeah, the Proline slide. I have a bunch of sets of slide locks. Oh, I didn't know he was a Proline guy. Yeah, he's a Proline guy. Ooh, and right and if you have something special like that, a pin tire would have worked. Other than that, it was bar tire. Caden had a sweep tire on. It was super, super tiny pins that worked out well, but it seemed like either an oddball pin tire would work or you needed a bar tire. Oh, it was it was a pretty good weekend, but I'll tell you what. I'm done announcing, I think. Yep. Yeah, we saw that. At least you want to be, right? I want to be. Is that is that a so it's probably a little complicated for you cuz you're also a a uh, what do you call committee it? A committee member. member. Yeah. Um is that a position that you are just able to step away from? Yeah. Like say it Let's say you weren't a committee member. Right. Yeah, you wouldn't have to find yourself a replacement the way that no. Danny Williams was you know, supposed to find her a replacement. Uh, what would that be, chairman? Yeah, but we decided what, what we're not going to. Yeah, he was a chairman. We decided we're not going to have a chairman anymore. Yeah, well, who's going to fill his shoes? So. Yeah, well, who's going to take that kind of shit? Like, the shit. That's, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. But the thing is. I just, so I was watching Sportsman. I'm like, Joey can hang with the back of the field at this point. And I was watching the buggy B-Main. And I was being honest with myself. I would fit it really good with these guys and compete very well and probably make some A-Mains. I really think I could have made the buggy A-Main. Cool. Yep. So, I... Uh, and there was just a little Aren't bit of... are you going to end up getting a, an e-buggy for next year, though? Where are you at on that? If one falls in my lap, like an insane price I couldn't say no to, I would have to. Yeah. Like, speaking of insane good prices, did you see um, the ad Alan Smith posted in the RC Racing Group? I oh for somebody buying like an entire techno selling lot. techno yeah three ready to run technos brand new up to date I mean they're ready to run I think you just need to put a radio in they even come with transponders I think the dude's looking for twenty eight hundred bucks it's a hmm. lot of cash but if you're looking to do all three that's so cheap yeah because normally you're looking at. 1200 plus per car sure so i i looked at them like i have an empty credit card no no i'm not switching brands <laughs> <laughs> so yeah but dude it was i mean it was cold um did you see any good racing oh yeah there's a ton of good racing um you know what was fun and I wouldn't necessarily say it was the best racing of the weekend, was E-Truggy. And the reason being is, so Randy Johnson couldn't make it Sunday because he broke his truck and didn't have a part. So Xander, Chad's son, goes, I guess I'll race. He didn't want to race it at all. Kid throws it down in the back of the field with no practice, and he smokes everyone, including his old man. That had to be the highlight of my weekend right there. Awesome. Sean won mini truggy with his uh, new Pro 4. But there were a few breakouts. But he st did, did Sam break out? Yes. 
Okay. Yep. He led like two or three minutes and broke out. And then Man, he beat all the mini truckies with a pro four, huh? Well, uh, I think Chad broke out with his pro four or it's with his mini truck. In. I'm not going to say more than this, but his pro four is a different situation. I'm looking forward to watching him wheel that thing at the 510 whenever yeah. I end up getting up there. Dude, it looks really good. Um, yeah. uh, I mean, at the Motodome, too, it's similar situation with the 510. There's no wind to catch that body. Right. So he's not parachuting. Or if he is, yep. it's very minimal. I think I'm going to uh, make it next weekend because I was supposed to be busy on Saturday. And now uh, that family get-together got moved See, to we'll, Sunday. We'll talk about that in a little bit because um, I'm going to the Toy Box Saturday. Because it's their open. Oh, is that their open? Yeah. Hmm. That's a tough one, isn't it? Yeah. It is, but I, I want to... Um, oh, that's right. My dog will already be down here. I was going to say I want to go retrieve my dog, but I'm not going to have to do that. Well, we'll All right. I got some, I got yeah. some decisions. I'm yeah. going to let Connor make the decision for me. If Connor right. wants to go race at the toy box, that's what I'll do. And if he doesn't, I'll probably go to 510. Okay. Yeah. Um... So, yeah, Wiggins, though, he crushed Nitro Buggy. I went down to Marshall for that. That was kind of funny. So, um, Sean goes, take a break. I'm going to announce Nitro Buggy, mate. I'm like, right on. Thank you. Oh, cool. I'm like, thank you. And then he started the race with full Marshalls, and I looked down. I'm like, there's an empty cone. I go, oh, shit, with like a (laughs) minute 20 into the race. So I ran down and just marshaled the whole thing. Sure. So I only saw him when he was going by my marshalling spot. But he was fast, man. So, yeah, Jared Wiggins crushed it. Nitro buggy. Uh, Kyle Holmberg second, uh, roughly three laps down. And Tony Sletton third, roughly four lap, uh, three and a half laps down. Three and um, a half back behind. Al Smith started fourth and finished seventh. But he was, he was like six laps off, so... He uh, must do you remember what happened to him? No, like I said, I didn't watch any of it. I was watching my okay. corner. So, but right on. Uh, hey, what's here's up? something I want to talk about. Okay. And you're on the committee, so I'm going to give you the business. Sure. Clayton got robbed. Okay. Um. Because if you're going to have a drop round. It should be a drop round. Okay. Yeah. No. Um. That's this, been I'll brought. Just up. Give you my opinion. Here's the. I'm, opi- I'm not mad because if you guys, if I don't know if this was set out beforehand, so if this was something that everybody knew that it was going to work this way. I'll but be. What I what I expect when I go racing is if you tie a race series with somebody else, even if there's drop rounds or whatever, the first thing that you go to to break the tie is number of wins. And if that's the same, then you go to number of seconds, number of thirds, and so on and so forth. So first off, I turn it over to you. First off, that's this killed me because first it's the only tiebreaker that mattered. I'll be honest. There was one in Nitro Buggy for like seventh and eighth between like Conrad and Pablo or something like that. Okay. But this one was for a win. So I'm like, I have a decision to make. Wait a minute. I have committee members because 
to be honest, when I quit announcing, even when I was announcing, I wasn't paying it. The computer was set up and I just ran the points and it was what it was. And this time I went up to the committee members and all three of them, we hemmed and hawed and everybody goes, well, you use a throw out. I'm like, oh man, come on. I'm like, okay, that is what I'll do. And if Danny I, and was I, there, for me, I'm, for me, I'm gonna hey, put words in Danny's mouth right okay. now. If he was there, he would have been against that. Possible. And I said, for me, and I, I'm sticking behind, kind of sticking. I said, for me, if they both have a throwout to score, we should use the throwouts, which they did. Dude, yep, it, I hate it. Yeah, I it was rough and it was. Um... But it was it still went to a worthy champion. Uh, Greg Bommel won the Truggy Nitro Truggy title. Uh, super fast, consistent guy. So congratulations God. to him. I'm not sure if that is his first uh, Minnesota Nitro Series or MNRC. I don't. I'm not sure. Title or not? I'm but. not sure. I mean. Dude, and again, it's a situation they tied. You wish you could give them both the number one, but that's not the way competition works. No, no, no. We can't be we can't be lame like that. No, no participation trophies. Correct. Except and second through so tenth. Today, <laughs> today, I went to the uh, I went to the Minnesota State Championship BMX Finals. Yes. Yeah, so which, uh, sorry to interrupt. Series, but yeah, it's a series, but it's also a single race. Yes. And. I've got in front of me, I totally blew it in the main event of 36 to 40 expert. Um, I finished uh, second to last, which was sixth. So we had eight riders. It got whittled down to seven for the main, and I finished sixth. Well, I got this gorgeous award uh, that (laughs) that says main event qualifier on it. And that means it is just like one millimeter above a participation trophy it is um only because one guy in my class didn't get one i was gonna say it sound it sounds like an easy main to make but back in my day we took eight to the gate right so if there were nine guys in my race they would have taken eight so event. they take eight to the gate just because to me no it... it's it, bmx is is weird and then from what i understand it's always been this way under aba and now usa bmx rules yep if like if you have four people in a class even though eight fit on the gate only three of those people are going to the main event that's weird see that's never the way it was back in, so i started out when I started, I was like 14-year-old novice, something like that. Yeah, but there was probably multiple gates. Yes. My, 14 novices. My first race, there was like 25 people in my fucking class. Yep. And I didn't make the main that day, and I almost made it, but I remember how that stung. <laughs> right. And I missed multiple mains that year. So, yeah, man. But I was I was just happy to... I hadn't raced in five years. I finished building a brand new bike on uh, Thursday night. I went to Friday practice. I got six laps in because it was just packed oh, yeah. for the state finals. And, um, yeah, brand new bike, trying to get used to it. 
the the USA BMX. I wanted to go back to intermediate because I hadn't raced in five years. Yeah, they only and they drop. didn't let they didn't let me, so I got thrown to the wolves. And it turned out that everybody that I raced against, they were all the same guys that I had to work my butt off to compete with five years ago. Yep. And none of them quit racing. Yeah. <laughs> so it was a it was a brutal day. Yep. So, um. Where were we? We were we were, we're talking, talking about, about uh, yeah, Greg oh, Palmo wins the championship. So what what I wanted to ask you is is the state championship still what is it three races you have to attend? I don't remember when they did it, but now it's you have to score at four state okay. qualifiers to be eligible for a state play. Right on. Um, you know they there's there's single race trophies, so whoever wins at the state finals they get you know, a magnificent three-tiered trophy. Yeah. They just don't, if you didn't score well in four qualifiers, then you don't have a shot at the actual state championship title. Now, here's another question. When I was a kid, those <clears throat> were double-point races. Was this a double-point race? State finals is triple, Dang. and I want to say mo- all of the state qualifiers are doubles. Okay. But state finals is triples. Yeah. Yeah, I wish I still had the... Uh, I would have to get my body out of the rhythm it's in right now to race again. <laughs> Just because it's like the way you move on a grappling mat in, in Muay Thai, it's not, it, it's not even close to the same on a BMX bike. Right. Oh, I think we've had that discussion before. So, um, Truggy, though, at the MNRC race, I, Wiggins won that one also. Yeah, uh, looks like by about a lap and a half um, over Clayton. So Clayton got second. Uh, Tony Sletton third. Greg, so Greg Baumel got fifth. Was fifth a throw? away for him or what did he i think throw? so uh yeah he threw away like a 93 point and i greg threw away a 95 point brutal i know dude god i'm just gutted and only because of total personal bias because i know you know i know i know clayton better than i know uh greg so greg's a good dude he's just a quiet dude wisconsin guy yeah yeah it gets it done though uh He's been. Get, he's I'm, one of those rare guys that gets faster. Like you think, as a guy gets older, he gets slower. He's getting faster every year. I don't understand. I don't know. It. I don't know about that. I think. I bet you, if you asked him about his career, he's had some peaks and valleys because he made it on that uh, that documentary. You know, years back. Yeah. Um, I wish I could remember the name of it. Do you? Yeah, I. I drive no this is not a toy yeah this is not a toy and it had that weird kickboxer with the belly button ring that was a complete (laughs) asshole dude that documentary was great except for that douchebag uh and the guy that owned the hobby shop i didn't care for him either the bluetooth guy yep he couldn't even take his bluetooth out for for a video I, I'm going to be, he, he raced like a pro and he had to pay for it out of his own pocket and he got burnt out. Imagine that. Yeah. Yeah. We just talked about this. Yeah. You took all the fun out of it, dummy. Yep. 
Yep, yep, yep. Some people just have that addictive personality, though, so they move from from one hobby to the next until they, they find the one that they can win. That's why I need two hobbies at a time, or more, <laughs> so I can, speaking of, I put some time into iRacing, more time. Cool. So on road course, I got my safety rating up to 3.41, but I think my I rating's too low, so they don't bump me up to a C license yet. Okay, but you're getting there. Yeah. Because so, I started um, driving the BMW M4s. It's a little... B- okay, so the start of the week... Woofta, that's a hard class no. to get your safety rating on. No, in. dude, the start... Yeah. Of, from the start of the week until Friday, it was super easy. And I oh. know iRacing tries to put out conditions and all that crap. Yesterday, I couldn't drive it. All of a sudden, the car pushed into the corner and snapped loose. I'm like, it was not... And I recalibrated everything, thinking, hey, maybe my wheel's screwed up or my pedals are screwed up. And nope, I went and tried other things. Everything else felt fine. They did something to the track or something to the car that made it from one of the easiest drives ever to the worst. It is on an easier track. Is at Lime Rock. Oh, okay. I can't, I can't even believe you were able to have a clean race then. I got three zero point races in a row unreal wait one of them were, were you were you doing anything off the start to help that or were you legitimately starting each race oh no i started from the pits but when i start from the pits i um around the first two or three corners i drove around four or five guys immediately that were off the track and crashing <laughs> yep yep and then you know right I, I played cool. catch up and i eventually you end up where you're supposed to be um like at the end of a 12 minute race i was six seconds behind the next guy and six seconds in front of the other guy sure so i think starting from where i was starting from was no big deal okay yeah i never did buy that car because i was so pissed off that they changed it from the bmw that i already owned. oh yeah to that one and they changed a bunch of stuff all at that time and all of it pissed me off they yeah they changed uh they changed the the race uh, grouping called Formula Sprint. Yep. They totally took that car away, the F3, and made you buy the Indy car that still to this day not very many people own it. So that Formula Sprint went from having like a hundred racers in a busy session right. to having like twenty three. Yeah. And yeah. now they they race on traditional Indy car tracks so huh. it's not going to all the good tracks that it used to go to there's well, ovals sucks. and it's like okay fine you tried to make a new class and make some money but it's an it's indy car cars it's indy car tracks why are you still calling it formula sprint right it's it's not formula anything you're right it doesn't make anyway, sense that's probably yeah, on the last big man, update we're, we're all i don't over. know if it's me that keeps derailing us tonight or what but yeah it's we are, both of us we're still trying to get through mnrc yeah. uh, round four results let's do e-buggy and sportsman fine let's do the one that i'm not clicked on at the moment okay Sorry. e-buggy uh jared wiggins apparently it was just the jared wiggins weekend yep he went one one kyle holmberg went four two for second and the sam squatch sam Savakul went three three for third yep yeah, he did a. He was struggling a little bit in qualifying, and after the third round, I'm like, "Dude, go in the back seat and get those tires." He's like, "Really?" Because they were ninety percent good, 
but I told right him, on. I mounted him two years ago. I don't know what <laughs> glue I used. I don't remember how I even mount. I don't remember if I had my mounting jig. Sure. So he ran them, and I think after the first day, main they had to glue up the fronts a little bit and then let it rip. Right on. So, yeah. So e truggy happened. Yeah, I love that. They got uh, on main day. There was technically ten entries. There were nine, like you said. Randy Randy Johnson didn't start. Yep. Um, but yeah, they had ten people signed up, so they made it happen. Uh, I have no faith that the class will make it an entire year. Nope. But you know what? Honestly, I had no faith with the mini truggy, and it's one of the bigger classes. Uh, okay. Like at Rick's, there were twenty. And, like, 17 of them were actual mini-truggies. Sure. It's just one of those things. Um, man, it's on Bambi legs. And if you can't guarantee those guys being at every single round, you're right. It's not going to happen. It won't. Yeah, but, it ain't going to happen. But if, be, if you get it be, going, if it goes for a solid 2021, and then... Let's say a middle of the A main nitro truggy guy sees it and says, I think I can compete with this and I could put an MNRC championship on my resume. Then he's in. Then he'll probably bring a couple friends and it grows and grows. God, I hate that mentality. I know. But all the, it's going to do is steal entries from it, another class. Possible. God, I'm getting a and buzz in. I, I think it's for think me. With the addition of 40-plus Nitro, I just think we, and I, I don't know why I'm saying we, I think MNRC has the perfect number of classes. We do at this point. Like, let's not F it up. Well, we'll talk about that in a second. I talk about sportsmen here in a second. I believe Carter Gosh won that. Cool. So all the all the hard work of the, the brain nerdians. Yeah. That, comes to fruition for little Carter. Yeah, he was ripping. And then Who the heck is Sparkles? Sparkles is Matt Paulus. Okay. Um, I think, I don't know where July Reigns finished, but July Reigns won the overall championship. Oh, right on. Cool. Yeah, it's always cool to win something. And I think he's won a race maybe. I, I don't remember. You know, it's so hard to remember results. 40 plus nitro a main my good buddy joe scaramel took the win there Ooh, that uh, was rob, brutal. rob petrick stayed on the same lap yep and Corey hens got third so we were talking when i was sorting the mains i'm like can we really put 14 in this and they're like god you kind of have to that's a mistake uh, i mean yeah why didn't you run a why didn't you run a five car b main well, you know, it would have been another half hour and then more finding volunteer marshals, all that stuff. Oh, so what you're saying is adding the Truggy class did screw something up. No. I'm just kidding. I was going to say, there was nobody, it wouldn't have mattered on either side. It's just, ugh. Yeah, I, 14 car main, that's a lot. That was 12 cars. 10, 10 was perfect on that track. Luckily, uh, there's a plethora of space available on that driver's stand. Yeah. 
And everybody was wearing their masks like they're supposed to on the driver's stand and pit road, which was good. Cool. Yeah. So, anyway, yeah, MNRC that is... does it for MNRC. Yeah, um, it's done. I enjoyed the year, but I will be enjoying racing with my son come springtime. Cool. Uh, Corey's Do you have any inkling on who you think might be doing that next well, year? The well, announcing? Uh, let me take care of some of the MNRC questions we had. Cor- uh, Corey had some ideas slash questions for the show. Um, do you want to just do our questions now, then? No, because they don't all fit in the situation. You know what I mean? This is one of those ones that okay. fits. Sorry. So he was saying, um, oh, that's a different question we'll save for later in the podcast. God, we have no flow tonight. It's I know. It's brutal. He goes, um, thinking about the future sustainability of the MNRC, what do you think about the track providing the announcer... Uh, the track providing the announcer, which MNRC would contribute their pay. My problem with ha- uh, the track having their own announcer is you won't get the consistency. One yep, things will get missed. La- laps will get missed. Yes. Um, stuff like that that really, really ruins someone's weekend. Right. And y- you only get that with an experienced announcer i can't do it actually i didn't call enough races and get proficient enough at it to be catching people that are out there not getting their laps counted what's and nice to accurately get them back for them what's nice is live time if they like miss a lap and then hit the next one live time will put in a big red letter or big red numbers on their lap time so it catches your eye oh that must be that must be like a relatively new update. Yep, it is. I think that happened okay. when they put the transponders on a cloud. So like when you go to 510 and you use a transponder, you used a dollar, when on the bottom, if it's not assigned to your car, it will say Ryan Graining <laughs> dot 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 dollar hobbies two-wheel drive buggy or whatever. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's convenient. Dude, I did not have to do a silent check-in this year because of it. It was nice. Awesome. Um, another MNRC question. Track provides sustainable PA system to properly support nitro racing. And I told them, probably not going to happen. And also, we have our own PA system that we know has the power. And that's the thing. It's like Duluth. I don't know what happened, but they kind of discovered it when I was trying to call nitro races. Or like, huh, we lost half of our speaker capability type situation. Because they don't run nitro. So the shit that happens on the driver's stand on a Thursday night is plenty for everybody. Because they're running electric. But you get nitros going and no one can hear you. So, yeah. But, yeah, and then Rick's, I heard, is a little quieter. I, I think we should just keep bringing our PA system. Or otherwise, you know what? You tell a track to provide your own PA, and you tell a track to provide your own announcer, then what's the point of having the MNRC come? Yeah, good call. I mean, the thing is, the MNRC doesn't have to physically exist. 
And this has been brought up before, and it was shunned, and it kind of should be. But, you know, I could take any FTR race I want, and then I could take a special Ricks race, and then I could take uh, a special Duluth race, and I could have my own series and do my own points. I don't need people's permission. You know what I mean? If I don't, I don't even have to be there. I just need results. I could make any point series in the world I wanted right now at home for my laptop. You could actually make yourself into a champion for once. Man, that would be some sketchy shit. <laughs> I'll take this race from 510 two weeks ago or three weeks ago, but not two weeks ago. And I'll take this race from back here. Here six months ago, yeah, but and this the, is, and the tiebreaker yeah. is gas truck from 2007 in oh Brainerd. dude 2001. <laughs> <laughs> that's when I was decent with the gas truck, but yeah, that that's a thing too. But and again, I could very well do it. <laughs> right. So yeah, so we had a big race that happened this weekend. J Concepts Indoor Carpet Nationals. Yes. I wish I could have gone. Uh, You wish what? I could have gone, but Joe 3 didn't want to race, and I wasn't going to force him. Yeah. Yeah, I could have peeked in on it um, yesterday. No, I couldn't have. I I was busy all day yesterday, so never mind. I couldn't have seen any of it. Uh, Let's start with two-wheel modified buggy. Their A-main was won by uh, Associated Hot Shoe Brock Champlin, Cole Tollard took second, yep. Lee Setzer third, and top-scoring Minnesotan was Seth Van Dalen in fifth place. Nice. Uh, those three you just named are just rocket fast. Real quick, right? so last night, Brock Champlin um, was rushed away by an ambulance. It says he w- bent down to marshal a car, and Lee Setzer accidentally elbowed him in the hip, causing him to hyperextend it. And they weren't. <sighs> so you've hyperextended shit, so you know what happens. Yeah, my knee. I was nine years old, and I just yes. remembered it like it was yesterday right now. Exactly. I hyperextended my foot at the Moto Dome in 2017 on a Friday. And on that Friday, it was a 10 out of 10 pain. I couldn't walk on it. Senior knew I was trying not, I did not cry in pain, but I could tell on Senior's face, he's could tell I was trying to hold it together. It was that bad. <laughs> sure. By Sunday, I was marshalling. If you've never hyperextended something, you think your world is coming to an end. It's horrible. Yeah, they're not meant to do that, dude. No, so it's cool they came back today and won. Awesome. Yes. Glad that that happened. Um, the recovery part. Anyway, yes. uh, four-wheel drive modified buggy. That was also a triple-A main. Uh, Brock also took the win there, followed by Seth Van Dalen in second and Cole Tollard third. Ooh, Seth got in there for a second with four-wheel. Sure did. Uh, our buddy Kyle Holmberg, he won the 13.5 four-wheel drive buggy class. Sweet. Followed by Matt Mickelson and Brian Lutz. Mm, 
Where's stock buggy? Two-wheel drive, 17.5, expert aiming. Kyle Holmberg doubles up the wins. Wins that one. Matt Mickelson second. Brian Bowman third. Cool. And that's probably enough, right? Yeah. Did the big did the big one. Here, we'll make the stadium truck guys happy. <laughs> where's this where's the stadium truck? Amen. You know, we're worried about you guys. Uh Caden Birding, that kind of sounds like a name that came in from somewhere else. Uh Clayton Cardaluca, second. Austin Jacobson third. So the local guys got on the box anyway. Yeah. Hey, Brad good. Sandvig got fifth. Yeah, Brad's been working on his truck now. Next week he's got a brand new XT 4.2 X-ray that he's going to run on clay. We're ta- he's talking about going to the toy box next week. Cool. Yeah. Uh, two-wheel drive, 17.5 intermediate, A-Main. Braden Nelson won that one. Jeremy Nix second. Devin Walter third. Looks like a lot of names uh, came from out of town yep. for this race. That's cool. But like Jeremy Nix got up there in second. He's a local guy. I don't know if you've met him. Mm, no, I don't know. Hey, look at Torot. 40-plus uh, modified two-wheel drive buggy. Amen. He won that one. Brian Bullman took second. And hey, Jason Rona. J-Row yep. finished third. I'm so happy that they're... I don't care if... like. I don't care that it's 40-plus modified. I'm just happy there's local guys running modified. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Um, let's see what else. Is that all we have for results? Uh, Well, Connor went racing at the 510 yesterday. Oh, he did? How'd he do? Uh, I think he left. He said he was... Uh, he knew that he had a migraine or he knew he had, he had one brewing but he went racing anyway okay and it caught up to him later uh mod two-wheel drive buggy a man trent fulmer takes the win there yep joey fitzsimmons second chris martin third trent fulmer is a very quick he's quick with anything he touches with wheels i I've mean literally never heard that name so trent he's the dirt oval racer that almost made it in real, you know, his... What the I mean, hell does that mean? Like, he's taken fifth in late model in a World of Outlaws race. Oh, real racing. Yeah, but the race after that, they had to scrape his car off the track with a forklift. And, like, um, he's really, really, really good at, um, at uh, modified. And he's actually looking for sponsorships next year. He's like, I'm not going to do it if I can't find sponsors. I'm like, why? You're so good. He's like, I'm still not footing that bill. Oh, hell no. Tires alone yeah. will make a guy go broke well, in dirt oval racing. And if you don't have, you know, a rich farmer right. or whatever helping you out, doing that for a tax write-off yep. or just because he wants to see his name circulate the track, I don't know how some guys do it but they do it yeah some guys show up in a beat ass up old truck <clears throat> and their kids are starving and they're dirty and they haven't showered in five days but god damn it they got a modified yeah running around the track um that's what racing does to you man it makes yeah. you crazy i know we bmx race back when we were kids together in school he's one of the weirdos that had an elf oh good for him 
Yeah, I mean, so, and he's raced RC cars here and there over the years, and it always takes him a little bit, but he figures it out within like two months, and he's back where he left off. Sure. So. So, other results at the 510, uh, 13.5 four-wheel drive A-Main, KP Reigns took the win there, yep. Todd Brocks, 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 yeah. never heard of him, took second, Matt Paulus, third. Hey, KP, what are you doing in the stock classes? Huh? Yeah, he said he was going to do... And what's this? He doesn't even have a mini truggy? What's going on here? It's not rebuilt yet. Okay. But he said he was going to do whatever had the bigger numbers. Whatever. Yeah. Sean Van Dalen wins mini truggy. Probably uh, Steve Schroer takes second. Kelly Roberts, third. And, oh, Kevin Schroer went racing. Yeah. He bought somebody's car, I can't remember. I wonder how that went. I don't know. He's kind of notorious for races going a certain way. Yeah, I don't know. Him. Um, he did well down at that Blooming Prairie track. Stock two-wheel drive buggy, A-Man, Joey Fitzsimmons takes the win there, Trent Fulmer second, and Cam Ling. Ling, I, I, I feel bad because Cam and I are, are RC friends, and I have no idea how to say his last name. Yeah. But anyway, good job, Cam. Got yeah. on the podium. Yep, he was there a couple weeks ago. I He was building a car next to <clears throat> Connor, who was also building a car. <laughs> I see a name, uh, Brandon Brown. Raced stock two-wheel drive buggy. I wonder if that's Brandon Brown from Brainerd. I'm not sure. I've never heard that name, but hey, man, more the merrier, always. Yeah, he was a he was a BMX racer. Okay. Back when I got back into it in 2012. Okay. Uh, that's all I got for results, dude. Okay. So we'll start going. I got a few notes, and we'll get going into questions and kind of get a man. This is the third podcast I've done today and it's like my voice literally came back yesterday from announcing at the dome. Sure. (laughs) No, but I'm not feeling that bad. But, um, so the toy box opener is on Halloween, but it's not their first points race. They're going to hand out awards from last season because they weren't able to. Um, They do require masks all the time. Now, here's the deal. I get people are against that, and I get people aren't going to show up because of that, which is your damn right. But why do you have to make a goddamn comment under, like, oh, I was going to come, and then Ben goes, hey, I've never seen you here before. Are you Wednesday nighter? And the guy goes, no, I raced there years back, but I was thinking of coming again until this. You weren't going to do shit. You just wanted to say something under a mask post. <clears throat> that's yep, all that's you bullshit. want to do. Like it, a, it's bullshit. I'm, you know, you and I, we've yeah. said our piece yeah. on what we think about all of this. But exactly. we love racing things. So if we need to wear a mask to go do that, right. we do it. Exactly. And we don't bitch and moan, and we're not crying to people about it. And if you want to get some fresh air, step outside. Right. Take your mask off. I mean, you're correct. It's, I, I hate masks myself. Everybody hates them. Let's be honest. Everybody except oh, for man. weird neurotic fuckers hate masks. 
think back to one of the times that you went, <clears throat> excuse me, sorry, you went BMX racing and you had to do a full pull, like a full lap as hard as you could. Yes. And the way you were sucking wind after that, we had to put masks on right after that. Oh, yeah, no. Brutal. No. If, if you want, let's say if you wanted to turn around and watch a couple mm-hmm. of races behind you, like I had some, I had a vested interest in watching a couple of the races right, right behind me. Sure. And so, yeah, I either had to keep my helmet on, which is hard in itself after a race, yep. or put a mask on. Yeah. I was going to say, was you, wind. you could put a head sock on, but that's no real, real. A um, head sock. So when you go pro karting, they give you a head sock, and it's like uh, the only thing exposed is your eyes. Oh, sure, sure. That type of thing. I had a really nice one for snowmobiling that kept me so fucking warm. <laughs> I had that with a nice... My head sock and helmet cost more than my snowmobile, I think. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so anyways, just wear a mask. If you don't, I get if you don't want to, don't fucking go. Yeah, just shut the fuck up. Stay home. If you're yeah. going to be a baby about it, we don't care. We don't care if you think this is all a conspiracy. Some of us think that as well. It, it's not the time and place for it. It's not your track. I have you don't get to worse. make the decisions. It's not your track. Yeah. I mean, I have really paranoid thoughts about it. But you know what? I want my friends' businesses to stay open. Absolutely. You know, if they require a mask or if the state requires a mask. Like, people look at a personal. Like, I, I've been in Walmart before to where I see people saying, I'm not wearing a mask. Well, Walmart didn't make you do that. The state made you do it. Mm-hmm. And now our Walmart, now as a board office ass security guard. <laughs> it's the most ghetto shit ever. Um, speaking of COVID, the U.S. Indoor Champs and the Reedy Race are both canceled. Bummer. Very big bummer. Um, I wish they could have just done a pro version. There's so many things they could have done. But it's so hard. So uh, there's uh, uh, my favorite grappling tournament. It's called the Grappling Industries. And they put on an event in, let's say, a high school gym. And everything's peachy until the thursday before the event then they go uh you guys can't come (laughs) and then they have to cancel and refund everybody's money which doesn't sound like a big deal but people travel from other states and they travel early so they can cut weight to be there oh okay so they've been dealing with that like there's um a jiu-jitsu tournament at the Wisconsin Dells December 12th, I'm kind of, I don't know if I should sign up because I don't think it'll happen. Yeah. I mean, it's possible, but um, we'll leave that one for the questions. The last one I had was Ashton Abdul leaves JQ Racing for X-Ray. I thought he was a lifer. Really? Yep. I happen to know that uh, he was very interested in finding something uh, this time or earlier last year. 
Well, he said he said that to me personally. So yep, and but he made those JQ cars work. Sure, but I mean, uh, why do you think X-Ray? Why go X-Ray right now? They're very is good there, cars. Is their stock up in anything other than on-road racing? Um, their A scales can compete with anything else. Well, who's proving that locally anyway or regionally? I'm not sure. I know there's a guy or two, but like you have Ty Tessman. And right now with, hmm. Gore I Te- haven't seen that dude race in for, or at least get he, a good result yeah. in forever. Well, no, he's been racing. He's just been in Canada because he's not allowed to cross oh, that's any right. borders. He can't leave. Yeah, he can't yeah. leave. And like Matthew Hausen, it's funny. He calls his home track that's like 10 to 12 hours away from him down in that track in Muscatine, Iowa, Island Speedway and Star Hobbies. Matt can't come down from Canada because they're stuck. They're just stuck. It sucks. Yeah. Um, but Ty makes the x-ray look good. But Gord Tessman is the team manager, and he is a very, 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 very difficult man to get along with. Um. He's made comments to drivers before that drive JQ saying, and, and he's a Canadian, okay? He goes, you're driving a JQ, you must not be American. That's pretty lame. Yeah, he said things like that. So I wonder if he knew that was JQ's best American driver and offered him a really good deal. Or something like that, because Ashton's not a rich kid from what I've heard. Okay. From what I've heard, you know, rich kid is, is in the eye of beholder. By far, I'm not a rich kid, or my dad what wasn't rich, but we put every entertainment dollar into RC. So that's how we got around when I was a kid. But yeah, that was one of the stranger ones this week was Ashton leaving JQ. Huh. So, should we get into questions? Let's do it. All right. So, Corey Hens is wondering, back in 1996 at the Stock Nationals, what is the story behind the Lozy Suck sticker on my truck? Well, this is a story for the old school guys. There was, my dad and I went to Fargo every other month for their point series, and they gave away door prizes at the end. One of the things I won was a T2 body custom painted to my liking from Jeff Johnson. Jeff Johnson I guess he's still airbrushing RC car bodies today, but he was the absolute man in the 90s to paint bodies. Cool. So I got that body back, and I busted out for the Nationals. And inside the body, because we all stayed, there were like 10 of us in one room. Like Senior and Chad Lindahl's dad, Jim, got the beds and like, the floor was like me, Chad Lindahl, Jason Plumley, ton of people. Well, Chad 
while I was sleeping, grabbed my truck, took the body off, wrote on the inside of that particular body, Junior, Losey is way better than Associated. Associated sucks or something like that. And he signs it on the inside of the body. You can't see it on the outside. Well, I'm a 13-year-old kid, and this pissed me off. <laughs> so on my practice body, I took a Losey sticker and made a sucks. So that's why that happened. <laughs> and then Gil Losey Sr. was there, and he put Joser Jr. sucks on the hood of his not-yet-photographed factory-painted double XTCR. <laughs> Dude, it was a fun weekend. Just shit-talking. Gil Losey Sr. is one of the coolest, funniest guys you could ever meet. Right on. Yeah, he's super cool dude. Um, Let's see, what else do we got here? We covered the MNRC ones. This was in my notes, but as asked as a question, Kurt Roberts goes, Will Ignite Design RC bring back gas truck, the new T6.1 truck conversion? Kind of, but no. What do you think? Blip on the radar. So what's going to happen? It's, it's the it's the Joe, Joe Zare Jr. says stadium truck is coming back effect. But it is People coming back on carpet. People want it to happen. It ain't happening. So what I think, and this will be good, and what I was going to say about Ignite, Jared Tebow is not an owner or part of it. He, Chad Parks, I believe, owns it. And Jared Tebow is like, yeah, use my paint job, and Jared has driven him on. That's about as oh, far man, as Oh, and he was, he was making that thing look good, too. Ooh, it looked really good. But, I mean, he he was incredible in the, in the heyday of gas truck. He was the man. Yeah. It's... The, it's I'm not gonna say it's not cool. It's super cool. Um, it's yeah. It's not gonna take off. No. So what's there's, gonna happen? There's certain areas in the country where enough guys will buy them that they'll run them for a little while, and uh, and and then it'll peter out. Minnesota might be one of those. It always does. Yeah, Minnesota nah, might. Be one. There's nowhere that's enough fun to drive them. Duluth maybe. Okay, well, that's not a whole series. I know, and but I'm just saying. it's not going to work on Thursday nights. No. So. so, well, here's my prediction. He's going to immediately sell the 200 pre-order kits. Oh, heck yeah. And they're beautiful. They are. The Dude, they come with everything like a conversion should. You know, that's yep. one thing Ignite RC and Velocity has right. They come with everything you need. You need the vehicle to convert. And then they take care of the rest, basically. I mean, with your obvious exceptions of motor and pipe and stuff like that. And then he's going to have another 200 made. And he's going to sell 100 of those 200 really fast. And then he's going to start selling probably maybe one a week. Right. And then he's going to start to lose interest, and then he's going to do a fire sale and Ignite RC, at least in the gas truck conversion, will be done. Or, or, he could always double down and make a conversion for the X-Ray and the Lozy. But I don't see that happening. Yeah, if there was a, 
if there was enough places to run them in our region, I, th- I think it could take off for a little while. Um, I, w- I would love to go 10th scale racing in the summertime. Yeah, for sure. Uh, vehicle that could properly handle it, yes. Yep. I, th- I picture myself wheeling it at, you know, Jerry's RC or the old Dude, wheel brokers, yes. something like that, and just having an absolute blast. Dude, imagine but gas truck myself, wheel brokers. I don't, I don't like trying to follow a vehicle that small around a full-size eighth-scale track. FTR is about the hardest. Even Mini Truggy is hard for me to have fun sometimes on those eighth-scale tracks. You're right. You know, it's the big driver stands make it hard. Like, it seems like North Branch and um, Duluth are the best. Yeah, I wish we could have gone to North Branch this year. I know. I'm hoping to go again next year. For sure. Um, We'll see what happens. Um, But, yeah, that's some conspiracy shit. Um, (laughs) All right, Ben Silvacool, why do people (laughs) suck? Why is a cabin deep in the woods somewhere so appealing? Why do people speed up in passing zones? Why does Sam plug the toilet every morning? Well, because you said it first, why do some people, because people suck. Some people yeah, that's suck. Why they, that's why they speed up in passing zones. Yep, because yeah. that, that guy or gal sucks. Um, he, and he's being a little bit tongue-in-cheek here. Uh, ben knows it, it's all about your attitude. Yeah. If you're putting positive energy into the world, and I don't do it nearly enough. My, my wife is an expert at it. Um, yeah, positive things will, will come your way. That's, that's what you'll start to see. Yep. If you're looking for the negative in the world, there's plenty of it to find. Right. So, but there's plenty of positive to find in the world too. All you got to do is look for it. I look for puppies. Yes. And I find right. them all the time. Yes. So I'm not. Sam plugs the toilet every morning because if you feed a lumberjack, if you <laughs> if you feed a boy, ah, he's a man. If you yeah. feed a man like a lumberjack, he's gonna poop like a lumberjack. Right. Right. Yeah. I'm glad Ben asked a question. I'd, I miss him. I don't yeah. see him enough he anymore. He stopped at the Dome on Sunday. Cool. Yeah. Um, Wait, ben, uh, Sam went there by himself? Yeah. Racing? Yes. Huh. I wonder what the story was there. I don't know. Um, probably, had, probably had something to do at church or something like that. Something. He's pretty involved in his local scene, so. Yeah. But uh, I bet I could get... Um, I bet I could get Ben going. I bet him and I could get going on conspiracy theories. That's why Cabin Deep in the Woods sounds Ooh, good. Ooh, I think him. he's way on the other spectrum than you are. Oh, possible. But, you know, it's always fun to hear the opposite conspiracy theory that you think of. Mm-hmm. Like, so I think oh, I'm getting feedback. Am I on your speaker? Kind of like how, how liberals or you know, not just liberals. No, like we'll go far old school. Left. We'll Basically go old school. Basically says the exact same thing about the far right. We'll go old school. Um, like I think for the JFK assassination, George Bush Sr. had something to do with it, and obviously Lee Harvey Oswald was not the only shooter, and the man with the black umbrella was the one who set everything in motion. So that's my 
conspiracy theory on that. I've heard some of the crazy... Dude, I've heard people use... No, there was no gun at all. They used direct energy weapons to kill him. It's like, whoa! You're farther out there than I am. Yep. But it's fun to hear. They're on the good shit. Yeah, it's fun to hear, though. You can't get on the same level with with somebody that does mushrooms. Their mind is expanded into a dimension that I can't reach. I know. But, you know, the thing about conspiracy theories also is... The way you handle them. So let's say you think you know what you know. But then you realize there's nothing you can do about it. And it makes you mad. Don't get mad. Just realize there's nothing you can do about it. Put it in your memory bank and move on. Right. I mean, I went during the debates, I went off on a whole load of conspiracies. My sister-in-law was staying at my place because she lives in mora now but still works in elk river and the roads were shitty so we were watching the debate and i go you realize george bush senior was really the president from 1984 to 2016 right and i just went down a list of shit and they're like wrong audience (laughs) (laughs) but i had fun with it i didn't get serious about it i had fun with it um Matt Hintzman goes, who makes the best shock oil or oils? Will Lucky 13 ever reopen? And we see Scotty Shuttle make a return to the RC racing. Mm. So I, uh, do you have a opinion on the oils? No, because I, I can only say what I like to use. What, uh, what do you I, like I, to I lo- use? Well, when it comes to eighth scale, I use Flashpoint, and only yes. because I like larger bottles. Yep. For eighth scale with higher capacity. Yep. And with tenth scale, I generally use AE oils because I've used them forever. Yep. And I know the steps. Right. So, for shocks, I use Team Associated Shock Oil because I've been using the exact same shock oil since they made it silicone shock oil. In like 1990. Because it's funny. This shit that came in the original RC10 box. That wasn't silicone shock oil. That was something else. Um, For all diffs. I use Flashpoint also. But that was a little experiment. Uh, Half hour A-Main. In my Truggy. With associated oil. The diff would be. Pitch black and smell burnt. Flashpoint, it was translucent with a tinge of gray. And huh. that's why I use Flashpoint diff oils. Sure. I made a po- post about it way back when, and people jumped my shit. Oh, it doesn't make a difference. You're a fucking sponsor because I was sponsored by Flashpoint. I go, you're a shill, blah, blah, blah. Guess what? I'm not sponsored by him anymore. I pay full price. And I don't think I'll ever be sponsored by him again. Rhonda Drake unfriended me on Facebook. I think it could have Ooh. That's a rough one. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I ain't say anything bad about Adam. I just said, you know, poor guy's out of stuff to do after he's given so much to the RC community. <laughs> well, he's, just, he's just keeping up with his obligations. I'm sure there's uh, contractual obligations to post... 
this many times per month. And sure. So he does what he has to do to get paid. I guess yep. sometimes we all mail it in. Yeah. But That's fine. Yeah. That's I, fine because, like we discussed, he's got some of the most helpful videos out there. He does. But, yeah. And, like, I'm, I'll never be sponsored by him again, probably. Also, I won't be using their fuels next year, I don't believe. So, because I can get Bones Brew from Jeff Ford by the court if I want. That's so much easier than getting 10 guys together and getting 10 cases and blah, 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 blah. Right. Um, let's see here. Greg Newson, he goes, I like your beginner segment. Great content. Thanks, Greg. Trying to keep it up. Coming up with, you know, I just, like, tomorrow or Tuesday, a new segment will come up in my head and I'll put it in my notes and sit on it. Um... What the fuck is he sending me? God damn it. Sorry. Um, people are sending me stuff. Jeremiah Salberg is wondering, I have a B5M with a lot of extra parts and three bodies. I also have a TLR 22 4.0. I plan to oval race one of them. What one will be easier to find parts for? I know both are no longer made. I say oval race a B5M personally, and the 4.0 will be better on the clay and carpet tracks. The parts from the new 5.0 will fit on the 4.0 generally. Don't you? Th isn't that the case, Ryan? If it's not um, a direct swap, the car is pretty close, and you know I'm sure you're going to get a message from Torot. Yeah. Sometime this week, and he can clear it up. And if we were inaccurate, we'll uh, try to remember that and get back to you. Yeah. Because um, I, I I haven't taken a close look at a 5.0, and um, I never even took all that close of a look at the 4.0s that I owned. Right, so. right. The 4.0. That's kind of my shtick. Yeah, the 4.0 is a wonderful clay car. I charge and race. That's yep. what I do. Yeah, your car was great. When you yeah, had the 4.0. It, it was good for me. You wouldn't have liked it because I had it set up to push. Yep. And that way I didn't make as many mistakes as if I had uh, a, re a more reactive car that you might like. Lozy cars generally are known to be a pushier vehicle. Um, so. Ooh, I got to count for this too. Jeremy Oldham, why do so many locals sign up for larger races and not show up? was watching the J-Concepts race, and so many people never showed up to race. And I was uh, seeing in the the comments under were like, yeah, people who signed up showed up, but they just stood there and watched, and they even put a car on the track. Oh, that's way different than what I was going to, the angle I was going to That take. was only a couple of them. Sure. Yeah, well, life gets in the way sometimes. Life you can make a plan sure. three months ago, but... You know, things come up, and sometimes RC isn't the top priority. Right. And that's why. It. And other times, people get scared. They get scared. Sometimes people are flakes. Sometimes people can't financially plan properly to do a race like that. And they realize what they need to do, and they're like, oh, shit. Even though I'm local, it's going to cost me, let's say, $400 for the weekend, and they can't do it. Um, 
I counted 45 dead entries. That's a That's lot. That's a lot. So out of those 200 entries, only 155 of them partook in racing, hmm. which is a shame. I wonder if it has pre if they got paid for it, who gives a shit? Right. I don't know if this was uh, sign up and pay or you pay when you get to the track. If you pay when you get to the track, hopefully they learn their deal. Right. Um, if not, if they paid and didn't get a refund, well, screw them. Um, Pete Phillips is wondering for 10 scale Truggy, what brand has the deepest offset wheels? Hoofta. You know, uh, does anything run a Losi wheel? So on my Losi, I run Jake. Losi's got the deepest offset, don't they? On my Losi, I run J Concepts because it's more carved out. But is the J Concepts Losi spec or J Concepts Associated X-Ray? Yeah, J Concepts Associated X-Ray spec. Okay. I wonder is the Lozy is the Lozy truck wheel the axle a different size also? Yes. Yeah, and God, that's such a problem with Lozy. Lozy, <laughs> right? Lozy, you're the guys making a servo with a twenty-three-two spline, aren't you? You know, I'm gonna try this real quick. I'm gonna. Hey, put... I like my Ko Propose. I but... do too, but why can't they have a twenty-five spline? Like Didn't have. associated uh, servos back in the day, like their DS ten fifteen, the XP, which is yeah, decent servo. Wasn't that a twenty three tooth? Yep, and then they switched to Reedy, which is a twenty five tooth. Okay, all right, so I, they're on board. Yeah, I have a Reedy in my mod buggy. Sure, so I'm putting an associated wheel on my Lozy. I'm gonna see if it works. It works. It works. It's different, though. Yep. That is different for sure. I I acquired some low-C uh, stadium truck tires a couple years ago, so I used them uh, with my mini truggy. And, okay. yeah, they weren't quote-unquote correct, but they did fit. Exactly. Um, yeah. I got... Three. And since there's no roar rules for the mini truggy class because it doesn't even exist in the eyes of roar, yep. uh, it doesn't really matter. Well, it did one day. There is a minimum weight for it. Which is it a minimum weight for that, or is it f- for the four wheel drive uh, stadium truck? It class? says four wheel drive stadium truck, which I yes, assume, which is not mini truck. You know the associated offset seems nope that rubs. That rubs in the front. So he was he he sent me a PM. He's going. Do you know the width of your vehicle? I'm like, dude, I really don't. <laughs> Who the hell measures that? I do with the 12 scale. It really matters with the 12 scale. You say that, and I say baloney. No, it matters. You want to uh, make that thing maximum width. Uh, you do. You you do. No, well. Any millisecond you can get on that track you want to do. Well, I want to do. And adjusting the width is the cheapest, easiest setup thing you can do. 
So yeah, um, I'd say the J-Con, I should almost send him a d- picture of the difference between how a J-Con rim is hollowed out. Well, not hollowed, but the ribs are like, it looks like they're cut out in comparison to an associated. Is that it? And that is it for questions. I got this weird tire heater thing that... um. They're trying to kill Clay with for once and for all that OCRC posted on their story the other day. It was what's that? So what it was was it was two tires running off of each other, and there and there was a massive heating element underneath it, and it looks dangerous and expensive. It's like oh, so people are gonna see that and be like oh well, fuck your Clay. I'm gonna go run carpet. Wait, what was, why were they doing this? Brent, Brett, Brent Klingford or something like that was at OCRC and he's got the steel and it's on, the tires are on axles on a motor and they're touching, the faces are touching each other and they're spinning on each other. So it's like, it's breaking in the foam. Okay. But underneath, so he was throwing sauce everywhere. No, but underneath that, underneath that was a red hot element. And uh, do you have your phone on you or uh, Facebook? No, I I, rem- I remember seeing the picture over the weekend. Yep. Is was that, he putting sauce on them while they were spinning? I'm sure he was, but he wasn't doing it on the video. So then it was going everywhere. Oh, I'm sure. I'm That's sure. Not cool. I'm sure unless he, they have, unless they use. Uh, I don't know, a human-friendly sauce. Like, uh, hey, what's that stuff that you said works really good TDK. at the 510? TDK. I'm going to try it at the Toy Box next weekend. Cool. Or whenever I go to the Toy Box. Uh, Is Chris at the 510 stocking that? No. I sent him a PM. I said, because he's got a relationship with Sticky Kicks. And I go, this might be a conflict of interest, but I go, dude, this works so much better than everything else. And he never responded, but I bothered him during a work day and he probably just forgot about it. Um, where, so who, br- who brought that stuff to the attention locally? Was it you? No, Chris Kamarzik. Oh yeah. Kaz Marzik. Yeah. Cool. Dude. He's like, he, he well, he's had he's had a parent die of cancer and another family member that's got he's like i can't be doing this with my bloodline right and it's like yeah i can't blame you at all and he he started explaining scientifically why liquid wrench is bad for you if you even touch it and the reason being is because it's transdermal it soaks it through your skin and into your bloodstream Okay. And that's why I get such bad cramps after I use it. But now with I wonder if I wonder if I'm having a reaction to it right now because I, I had to use some to uh to get my BMX grips to go on. Yep. Because I couldn't find any WD forty the you other day. Couldn't find any Aquanet either. <laughs> I don't know what that is. Oh fuck. Aquanet's um the Hair, cheap hairspray and an aerosol. I used it for uh, spud gun fuel and to work grips <laughs> on a BMX bike. I do remember using hairspray back in the day. Now I yes, I, I don't even know if we own. I, I bet you Kim owns it. Yeah, she. 
She owns hair. Come on with your stylish locks that you always have a hat (laughs) on over. There's a reason for that. I know. Dude, uh, if I... Because I've been giving myself haircuts since March. (laughs) Right on, right on. So, yeah, let let me know where you're running on Saturday. I don't know where I'm going to run. I'm going to try to figure something out. I want to go to the toy box, but here's the deal. If I go to the toy box, I have to leave at 4.30 to get show three home in time to trick-or-treat. Yeah. Because there are still, they're going to have somewhat, like Beth's, we give away full-size candy bars every year. Oofta. It's not that much. It's like 80 bucks, and the kids sure. are happier than shit. Yeah. And, um. So Beth is just going to set up a table, my pit table, and she's going to sit on one end and the bowl's going to be on the other to make sure one kid doesn't nab the whole bowl. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's going to be that kind of, but my kids are, we're not letting any asshole cancel Halloween. Right. It'll be safer, you know. So do you got anything else? No, I'm fresh out of content. I'm out of talent. Yeah, listen to my other podcasts also if you're into MMA called Cauliflower Ear. It's good. We talked about the fights yesterday. They were they or, ruled. Or, or, you know, just keep living your guys' lives as you are. I, don't, I think most people that listen to podcasts are like me to where they got, I literally listen to 40 different podcasts because a lot of the podcasts come out once a week and they're only like 40 minutes long or whatever. I'm jealous that you can do that. My podcast game was a lot stronger, and I was able to listen to fit RC podcasts in, among other things, when I was still a Pepsi delivery guy. Yeah, now you have to pay attention. Yeah, yeah, I should be, anyway. Yeah. All right, man, we'll talk to you guys later. See you on the next one. Bye.